missed it, download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957therock app. Left uh, a little bit early on Thursday, made it to Milwaukee in time to get to the hotel and check in, which was awesome. Uh, then we took the free shuttle from the hotel we were staying at over to the park. Uh, I wondered if they're still doing those shuttles. So we looked online because we were we like to go. Usually we stay at Murph's house, and Murph lives right near O'Brien's Pub, mm-hmm. and it's a cool little bar. Yep, and, they have bar a, and they have a free shuttle like yep. many of the bars do in Milwaukee. And we walk over to O'Brien's, grab a beer, maybe something to eat, and then we take the free shuttle uh, along with our beverages, which is always cool. Uh, over to Miller Park, get dropped off right in the front and uh, and go into the game. And then we take the shuttle back, which is the key, right? You don't have to Uber yep. or, or, or try to drive after you've had too many. It also means you have to wait for them to arrive. Which is not usually a problem because they've got a special area where they pull up, you know, that section where the, 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 the shuttle buses pull yep. up. Um, and, uh, you know, they're constantly running, so it's not too bad uh, in terms of wait time. But we were able to get right on the bus from the hotel. It took us right up to the front door there. We got out. Uh, I didn't see a lot of the parking lot, so I don't know if people were partying. and They're not, uh-huh. not supposed to be tailgating. Right. But everybody was drinking, by the way. So when we were walking. It was from, opening day, after all. Well, where the shuttle bus drops you off, when we were walking to the gate to walk into the park, everybody had a beverage in hand. Cool. So uh, a lot of people had masks on, obviously. The people that were drinking did not. But as soon as you got to the metal scanner. Yep. Um, Mask up. Mask up. Go through the scanner. Okay. Um, there was no temperature checks. There was no questionnaires. There was no like health. Show me your vaccination right. card. There was none, none, of none of that. Of that. Uh, at least not at the gate we were at. Um, and then you go through the gate, uh, the metal scanner, and then you get into the door. They scan your ticket like they normally do, and then you go about your business. So uh, that was all pretty normal. They weren't handing out any kind of items. Obviously, I don't think they'll be doing that this year, right, Shaw? Is that? I, I'm guessing not. I don't know if they're doing any all-fan giveaways or T-shirts or whatever, but uh, we didn't get anything when we walked in. Um, we went right to the Craft Beer Oasis because uh, we wanted to Priorities. Well, we got there just as the game was getting uh, started. We, we got there just as pregame festivities, you know, and everything were starting, so we wanted to get a beer, get to our seats. Uh, those were our priorities. The Craft Beer Oasis, they got to work on this thing. I know it was the first game. This was the, the first of... Of a few disappointing things, uh, and and the way that they have it set up, Shaw, you've been there before, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's probably what thirty feet long from one side to the other. Yeah, I'd say they usually have four or five bartenders, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of taps. It's a really big area, right? Uh, the problem is, is that they so what they did was they took like three to four foot tables and they put them up against the bar to space people oh, out I while see. they're ordering. Okay, and then what they have is that bank thing with the the straps, you know, that you follow. So you line up and you're in the, you know, oh, the, you're zigzag, in the, queue? the zigzag queue. Yeah. yeah. And the problem is, is that if you're in the front of the queue, right, you're mm-hmm. next in line. If you're not paying attention and the guy at the far end of the bar is done with his customers, they don't have any system there like a light or a bell. Uh, have you been in TJ Maxx, Gene, yes. recently? Uh-huh. You know how they say register seven is yeah, open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they don't have anything like that there. So if you're not paying attention, the line doesn't move. And the guy's over there waving his arms and trying <laughs> to get your attention. And you're, you know, you're on your phone. And I get it, dude. People aren't paying attention. It's, it's no different than driving around. But. Hopefully they figure out some kind of light system or maybe they stick an usher there and say, hey, you're next. next, Go uh, move it along a little bit. But that line was 
60 to 70 people long the entire game. Oh, man. It was, And we only went once. And I said, I'm not going to go wait in line 10, 15, 20 minutes to get a beer. Was that the only beer stand open? Or? No, no, no. They okay. had beers everywhere else. But if you wanted one of those crappy Craft beers, beers yeah. which I enjoy drinking, then it's it, it would be a frustrating experience to have to go there multiple times during the game. I would say that uh, because Miller Park's so big, maybe they could open another, another one or two of those things somewhere in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it seemed like people were, you know, certainly uh, spending their money there, but uh, that was disappointing. We still had fun. We were up on the Johnsonville party deck. Um, we were hanging out with people from here and, and having conversations and stuff. We were sort of mask on, mask off a little bit. The usher didn't really bother us too, too much in terms of the masking thing. He, he came around and said, you know, hey, look, I can't have you guys hanging out with the masks off. You got to be at your seat if you want to have your mask off. Um, all the food was, you know, prepackaged, obviously. Uh, we got a brat and a hot dog. They give you, you know, mustard and relish and ketchup. In packets, I presume. In packets, yeah. yep. The lady gave me two of those packets of sauerkraut for one brat, uh, brat which was uh, a you bit. You had enough? Did I, you have enough? I had, <laughs> one package was enough for three brats. Let's just put it that way. So I had more than enough. A lot of kraut. Um, I had plenty. Yeah, and, 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 you know, and we grabbed some, some peanuts, too. And, by the way, sneaky little trick if you don't want to wear your mask just get peanuts because then you're constantly eating you know what i mean and then they won't you can't bother stop you. right that's the issue Sean, no they, want you to, end to the they, they want you to have your mask on the entire time unless you're eating or drinking unless yeah. you're in the act of eating or drinking uh walking around same thing uh going to the bathroom that kind of stuff so but uh no it was it was okay uh the other thing that was really disappointing and i think they people will know now but because it was opening day they didn't warn anybody that they weren't going to do the sausage races in person. Oh. That And this is not a Milwaukee Brewer problem. I found this out yesterday when I was writing my article for the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com, which you can go read right now. Uh, so Major League Baseball has different tiers of who's allowed on the field at certain times during the game. And I didn't realize this, but last year, uh, even Euchre, Mr. Baseball, was not allowed on the field during the game. Huh. He was He didn't Last year, obviously, things were a little more strict. Uh, but he wasn't allowed down there. This year he is. Uh, but the mascots are not allowed. Hmm. They're not in these two tiers of people that are allowed to be on the field. So what happened was, you know, you're like all amped up. Here comes the sausage races. And then they're not coming out of the left field, you know, uh-huh. entrance. You're like, where the hell are they? What's going on? And then you see them. They're in one of the suites over in left field behind the glass. And they've got signs up, you know, saying mask up and this, that, and the other thing. And then they have a virtual, quote unquote, virtual <sighs> sausage race on the scoreboard where they've pre-recorded the race on the field with no fans and everybody booed nobody was yeah, happy. i mean right. the, it was it was loud there was it was super funny to see because like i'm standing up there i'm like where the hell is this and then all of a sudden boo and then we're like oh okay we see what's going on well it wasn't something the brewers had any say in i guess uh the major league baseball you know said look these are the tiers of people that are allowed to be on the field and maybe that'll change i don't know can you still uh, bet on the sausage race if it's virtually I don't know, Shaw. Okay. I don't know. But they didn't do 50-50. They still had the guy singing God Bless America, yep. the Usher guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it was it was. How cool. was it to be in the stadium with only 12,000 fans? It was cool. You could see the way that they have it spaced out. So if that just sitting, seems like it would be weird. It was nice to be in a ballpark, have a beer, have a brat. You know what I mean? We were, you know, up on the deck. And like I said, it's nice because you have a little more room to move around. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not as crowded, you know, as you would well, be yeah, in a Yeah, a lot ballpark. of room, I would think. Um. You know, so there's not that shoulder to shoulder, you know, huge line to get into the bathroom at the end of an inning kind of thing. Um, you could see the way that they've got them spaced out. So basically, they're putting people on the end of each row, and then in the middle, there's a row. 
Um, you know, so if you're sitting in a section of seats, Shaw, there'll be three three rows of people um, as opposed to just an entire right. swath of people there. But um, it was a good time, and we'll see. We'll go to a game later this season and see if things have changed or gotten better or worse or whatever. I think as vaccination numbers get up, you know, maybe they will be able to have the sausage race, for example, if more people are vaccinated. Yeah, and again, that came from above, so it's not a, a brewer problem, but it was definitely disappointing. And heads up, if you're going to a game, don't expect to see them on the field. <laughs> Man, everybody booed that one. And then we left, actually, in the eighth inning. Uh, we were meeting some friends at a bar. Because uh, so that game was over four hours long. Well, yeah. And, so we, and you know, obviously, seventh inning, they shut off beer and food sales. So we were like, let's get out of here. I got to get a beer. Uh, so we left, met our friends, and then we ended up watching the win uh, in the bar that we were at. So that was uh, cool. a good time. Went to a couple of breweries uh, while we were up there in, in Milwaukee. Had a good time up there. We went to City Lights, which we've been to. Uh, a few times we went to uh, a place called Venture Brewing, which is more of a coffee shop than a brewery. It was it was like a funeral home in there. It was Ooh, so quiet. It really? Was, the beers were good, but I certainly wouldn't go back. Uh, the atmosphere was just not my jam. Uh, and then we went to a place called Third Space Brewing, um, and that was in kind of an industrial park kind of thing. And they had really good beers and a really cool atmosphere, and uh, they were working on expanding their outdoor patio. And uh, it was a little too windy and chilly on Saturday when we went there. Uh, to sit outside, but uh, definitely would like to go back and enjoy a beer outdoors at first. Mm-hmm. So, and then we went and visited Pat yeah. at his house. That was a full weekend. There. Yeah, we had we had we had a blast, man. We did a few things. So, he, he lives in a very nice neighborhood, um, <laughs> and got the full tour of his house, and uh, got to hang out, drink some beers, hang out with him, and it's good times. So, well, good for you, man. Yeah. Baseball game. It's been a while for most of us. Again, if you want to read about my experience at Miller Park, the uh, story is mm-hmm. online at 957therock.com, my blog that I wrote uh, for the Morning Sickness page. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the Morning Sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Factor bull crap. Huh. Random statement, Shaw. Just random. Random statement. What do you know about random stuff? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty random. All right. Well, I got my first mosquito yesterday, Shaw. Uh, right there on the screen door. As the weather has warmed up, they're starting to come out. Yeah, they are. And uh, fact or bull crap here on the morning sickness. Random uh, questions. Female mosquitoes are the only ones that bite. Is that fact or bull crap? Oh, boy. I, let's say fact. Hoo Male mosquitoes feed on nectar from flowers. Female mosquitoes use the protein in your blood to produce mm. the egg shaw. So okay. they're venomous little vampires. You got that one right. Nice job. Back to bullcrap random edition here on the morning sickness. The seven dwarfs yeah. huh. in Snow White are grumpy, dopey, doc, happy, burpy, wheezy, and bashful. <laughs> there was no burpy. No, let's say bullcrap. Uh, uh, you're right. Uh, it is bullcrap. Wheezy and burpy were names Disney considered. Mm. But did not use. The two real ones were Sneezy and Sleepy Shaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Wheezy, no Burpee. Wasn't Wheezy on a, the Jefferson? Yeah, that wasn't a thing. Uh, fact or bullcrap, Shaw. It's impossible to sneeze with your eyes open. Is that fact or bullcrap? I've heard that is true, so I'll say fact. Hoo-ah. Yeah, you can't. Actually, it's uh, you're wrong. Sorry. You can't? Uh, you can. It's hard because closing your eyes is an automatic right. re- yeah. reflex, but you can do it if you try, Shaw. I. So next time, next I've time tried. you sneeze, I try can. to close your mm-hmm. eyes. It's automatic. They just go shut. Right, but apparently you can keep your eyes open. With Shaw. tape. <laughs> yeah, get some toothpicks, stick them under there. Factor bullcrap, random facts edition, random uh, statements. 
In Japan, it's considered good luck if a sumo wrestler makes your baby cry. Is that fact or bullcrap? <laughs> that sounds like a great story. Let's say fact. Hoo-ah! Japanese parents actually line up to let the sumo wrestlers make their babies cry. Tradition that goes back centuries, supposed to bring good luck and good health, Shaw. So if you have any kids, you want to make them cry, bring them to me. I, I make every kid cry. I got a lot of pictures of me holding babies and good luck. freaking out. You're welcome. I just gave your, your family good luck for a couple of months. And uh, last one, Shaw, random edition of Factor Bullcrap. Tug of War used to be an event in the Olympics. Is that Factor Bullcrap? Ooh, I think that's true. All right, we'll go with Gene. Let's say true. Hoo-ah! It was a team event in the Summer Olympics from yep. 1900 to 1920. The U.S. won three medals, including a gold, but uh, obviously no longer a part of the Olympics, which are coming up later this year. Uh-huh. You got four out of five, Shaw. The only one you didn't know was the eyes open. You can sneeze with your eyes open. It's not easy. I, I want to see you try it. That would be funny. I have tried. Uh, you probably have to hold your eyes open. I would think you'd have to, yeah, because it's just automatic. When you sneeze. It just happens. It'd be funny to watch you. We got to get that on video. Put that on the TikTok, right? Isn't that what kids are doing? I don't think that, that no. Nobody no. wants to watch Shaw Make do that. Shaw sneezing TikTok now. <laughs> That's another thing. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. You got three smart kids, Shaw. I do. You're right. Did you know they were smart from the jump, or did you uh, They're pretty smart as kids, yeah. You ever wonder, like, boy, oh, boy, I don't know about that <laughs> Jack. Uh, he might not make it. No, they all did well for themselves. My parents knew I was smart, but I was just, I was inclined to do criminal stuff. You know what I mean? I just wanted to do bad, stupid things. Gene, your kid's all pretty smart, you I know, from so. the jump? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, Sean, Never. you always have the kid that runs around with a pail on their head right. a while, yes. but that's just, that's just being kid, that's just right. goofy kid goofy. stuff. Here's, yes. some, here's some great things about having a dumb kid. <laughs> okay. These are good things about it. Good things about having a, a dumb kid. Uh, it's nice to not have to sit through much of a spelling bee. Right? <laughs> good oh point. Oh, my God, eight hours of this. He's out early. We can go right. home now. Oh, sweet. We can get to the sizzler. All right. Top great things about having a dumb kid, Shaw. Your home isn't cluttered up with pesky ribbons and awards. <laughs> they just get in the way. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of those in my house either. Third place in a spelling bee is where, where I rank. That's, that's how you topped out? Elementary got me. I got tenor, but I couldn't get elementary. I didn't know if it was all E's or an A or all A's. I just couldn't do it. Got me. Yeah. Uh, top great things about having a dumb kid. He doesn't question it when you tell him his Easter candy evaporated. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know where it went. It just, about, it just was there and then it was gone. gone. It was gone. Great things about having a dumb kid. Uh, it's easy to help with his book report since all you have to do is write, you look for Waldo. <laughs> Some in-depth reading there, yeah. Chapter two, what does Waldo look like? Uh, great things about having a dumb kid. She and her sisters can star in a reality show for E. <laughs> That's the only oh, minimum requirement. Oh, no. Ooh, Kardashians. Uh, he thinks you're a wizard when you clap twice wizard. and the lamp turns on. <laughs> Although that would be fun. That's yeah. fun. When I, I don't know if you remember these things, but they used to have uh, watches that had remote controls for televisions in them. Back in, like, the late 90s. Okay. And you could program it for a TV. You'd have a bunch of different codes. Similar to, it was just basically like a remote control, but much smaller. And when I got one, we went to Donut's house, and his dad, I kept shutting the TV, and he would get <laughs> so pissed, and he would throw the remote. What is that goddamn thing? <laughs> he didn't uh, know it was you? No, I had no idea. I'd, I'd, I'd laugh and laugh and laugh. So funny. Uh, great things about having a dumb kid. couple more. You can buy her the bootleg of everything because she doesn't know it's not spelled G-U-C-H-I. <laughs> it's Gucci. I think it's two C's there. Uh, you can rewrap the same Christmas gifts every year. never catches on. That's true. Great things about having a dumb kid, Shaw. Uh, you can bond over your shared love of Limp Biscuit. Oh man. What's wrong with Limp Biscuit? 
You can convince him that Rock rips up paper and win any dispute. Yeah, there yep. you go. No, actually, Rock, no, Rock breaks the, the scissors and it, it rips the yep, paper. It's, it's, I win. Uh, <laughs> no student loan debt, Shaw. There you go. <laughs> Some it's a great, plus. Great things about having a dumb kid. Couple more. You can give him an old used Atari and tell him it's the brand new Xbox. He doesn't know any better. Not gonna know any better, right? Uh, this one killed me. You get to learn how to use all your electronic devices by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no kid to teach it. Right? How do I? Fab? What do you mean? That's a. <sighs> and last but not least, uh, top things about having a dumb kid. Great chance of getting into Congress. Really good chance of, <laughs> of making his way into Congress. So there you go. Mm. Some uh, great things about having a dumb kid here on the morning sickness on 957 The Rock. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. What do you think the number one food is that cheers us up, Shaw? Pizza. Macaroni and cheese. Uh, French fries. Uh, Cheeseburgers. Ice cream. Uh, Meatloaf. Chocolate chip cookies. Man. Uh, Nachos. Uh, cheers me up. Getting closer. Getting close. Uh, Hot dogs. Wings. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I said getting closer to nachos, and then your next guess was hot dogs? I'm thinking baseball food for some reason, I guess. (laughs) I see the correlation now, but I just didn't. It was like Just chips? Regular chips? Uh, Mm. (laughs) What? Number one food that cheers us up. Not nachos, not hot dogs, not ice cream, not cookies. Not cheeseburgers, not mac and cheese. Some of these are on the list, by the way, of the top ten, but not number one. But not just regular chips. No. Tacos. Oh, tacos. Apparently number one. What? According to a new study. They're delicious. New survey asked a bunch of people to name the foods that instantly cheer them up, and uh, one in three people said eating a taco instantly puts them in a better mood. Instantly, Sean. The moment the taco hits the lips, you get into a better mood. Tacos, number one. Bacon and eggs at number two. Oh, sure. Bacon. Bacon is always uh, always going to be my number one choice. You give me some good bacon. and It's uh, going to be a good day. Yep, right away. I'm good to go. I'm very happy about that. Uh, number three on the list of the uh, top foods that cheer us up, according to a recent survey, a good steak. Oh, there you go. I tell you what, man. You get me a prime rib, uh, you know, cooked rare, is... and it's just juicy. And well, there's you, effort. And, th- like and you that can cut takes... it with a, a spoon, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, give me all there's that. There's something to that. There's a little bit of magic and work there. Here's where the list goes off the rails. <laughs> I'm reading this thing the other day, and I'm like, what? And I'm not saying that it's not a good food or that I don't like it, but I don't crave it, and it's certainly not a food that I would think of uh, for a list of things that make me happy. Fried rice at number four. No. no. On the list somewhere, but not four. I don't even know if it makes me happy. It's a food. I enjoy it. I tell you what, you get some fried rice, you put a little bit of extra you know, soy sauce in Mm -hmm. there, Shaw. Salt it up. Extra salty. Love that. Uh, I, again, I like fried rice. It's not on my list of, of the top 10 foods that would make me happy instantly. Yeah. Uh, number five, waffles or pancakes. I feel like that's more of a child thing. <laughs> you know, you get all that syrup and butter right. and they're delicious. I just don't know if it's a, a food that's going to instantly make me happy. Uh, number six, my wife would be a fan of this mashed potatoes. Yeah. I'm the worst Irish person I know because <laughs> I just don't. I, I like French fries and tots, but... Mashed potatoes and baked potatoes, just not my jam. Don't do it for you. Uh, I do like a good, like, uh, like if you get a roasted garlic mashed potato. There you go. Or something with a little fontina or pecorino in there, a little cheese action, a little extra butter, maybe some gravy. I'm all good about that. But, again, I wouldn't put that on my list. That's number six, by the way, mashed potatoes. Cake tends to make people happy. I haven't heard that mentioned. Uh, cake's not on here, by oh. the way. Uh, number seven is where we get to the good stuff. Mac and cheese. That's got to be higher. 
That's got to be number four. Over fried rice for oh, sure. Yeah. I would put that fourth. I would definitely put that fourth. Baked potatoes again at number mm. eight. I don't know what it is with people and potatoes. <laughs> I didn't realize potatoes. I, I, I haven't even gotten to French fries, the fried part. The, the, that's the best part of the potatoes when you fry it. Uh, cheeseburgers at number nine. French fries at number 10. By the way, fried chicken and pizza didn't make the top 10. That's I don't know crazy. You, I don't know if you heard that, but. Dude, you get a good za, yeah, good slice, yeah, right? Exactly. I'm yep. taking Pipe yep. hot. I'm taking fried rice, waffles, pancakes, mashed potatoes, and baked potatoes out of the top mm-hmm. ten. And I'm moving uh, pizza in there. I'm moving fr- uh, French fries or any you know what, tots, whatever your version of that is. I'm moving those into the top ten. By the way, for those of you that are healthy uh, people, you are on the wrong side of the <laughs> tracks on this one. This survey found, by the way, uh, for top foods that cheer us up, that one in five people. 20% said fresh fruit cheers them up, and just one in seven said the same about vegetables. So <laughs> way on the bottom of the list here when we're talking about fruits and veggies. So, But more on that on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com, the top foods that cheer us up. Too many potatoes in that top ten. And not even <laughs> chips. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I don't. I'd have a hard time not... I mean, there's just straight up chocolate. I mean, like. Well, they say that if you're having a really bad day, chocolate's the number one go to. Okay. For an instant kick. You know, it's delicious. It's got the sugar and, yeah, you know, it's sort I mean, of a like melt away type thing. You know what I mean? Not but, something I eat very often, but if I'm having a bad, you know, like, I'll justify the purchase of Puck's vending machine candy bar just because, you know, it's going to make a difference. <laughs> Whether for me, I get it's a good chip. If you give me a good bag of chips or, so, you know, like, if I get some good chips in me, I'm, I'm, I'm a much happier person. But uh, obviously, if you've got time. And you got, you know, a steak that you want to get in my belly. That would certainly be on the list. But uh, top foods that make us happy. Job well done. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You're listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Amanda from the Lacrosse JCs joins us on the Rock Line to talk a little bit about a new program involving shoes with the Lacrosse JCs. First of all, how are you, Amanda? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing really good. And uh, I've actually got a lot of extra shoes in my house. I don't know why, but I usually uh, have a, a pair or two that I, I wear. And then I've got some that just kind of sit around and I don't wear them very much. And then occasionally I'll have a pair for mowing the lawn. But this program is called Shoes with Heart. And you guys are asking people to uh, grab some new or gently used shoes and drop them off, correct? Correct. We have a program going on right now through May 30th. Um, we are looking for the community to help clean out their closets and donate to our program here. Um, we have 17 businesses around the Lacrosse, on Alaska, and Holman areas that are going to be collection sites. And we just ask that you drop your shoes off there or bring them to one of our drive-up shoe drives at the Radisson Hotel. Um, we're going to be out every Saturday from 11 to 3, starting this Saturday through May 8th. Um, and you can just pull your car up to the curb, drop your shoes off, and be on your way. We're going to take those shoes and give them to a program called Funds to Orgs. And basically, they're going to make a donation to our chapter. They're going to take those shoes and give them to developing countries. Yeah, so that's what I think we want to get to the bottom. Because I'm like, when I first heard about this, I'm like, okay, how's this working, right? So you're you're collecting the shoes. You're giving it to this organization that, and then helps people around the world. But then because of that help, they're giving back to the JCs. Correct. So the Funds to Org program is basically going to make a donation to our chapter based on the number of shoes that we collect. And then we're going to take that money and put it back into our community. They're going to take the shoes and develop and 
take them to developing countries so, so that they can have shoes on. So. Little kitties, this could be, you know, the boots are done after this year. You know, they had one season in them, but their their feet outgrew them. That could be sandals that you're not really wearing anymore. It could be picking up an extra pair of this or that. Or like Brian said, you've got a pair of tennis shoes. Maybe you thought they looked cool, but you wore them once and you realized they weren't for you. That's what you're looking for. Yes, we'll take any type of shoe, boot, sandal, um, slippers. If you can wear it on your feet, we'll take it any size, men's or women's, children's. It doesn't matter. We'll take them all. And we're just talking about shoes, right? We're not talking about socks as well, just shoes? Just shoes. Okay, just footwear. So it's called Shoes with Heart, and uh, people can find out more information on your Facebook page. But where else can they go if they want more info on this program? They can go to our website, lacrossejc.org, or like you said, Facebook and our Instagram page have all the information as well. And Saturdays from 11 until 3, the Radisson Hotel parking lot, downtown Lacrosse. You guys are going to be there for the next couple of weeks collecting those shoes. And there's also 17 businesses, I believe you said, in Lacrosse on Alaska and Holman area. Correct. And just look for our Toys for Tots barrels that you see every Christmas. We put some new signage on them, but they're out there and they're waiting to be filled. Yeah, you're hearing that message this morning, Brian, and there's not a lot you can do about it. But this weekend, you're like, all right, I'll spend some time filling a bag or two while I'm cleaning things out. and, And then you can find out more. We'll put it on our Facebook page as well for the Rock Foundation. Thanks, Amanda. It's a cool program. Thank you so much for having me. Not awesome, not great. The best is yet to come. But better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Recently, we uh, lost a legend here in our building. Uh, He had retired some time ago, but uh, always kind of around. It was good to see him come to the building every once in a while. Then, of course, pandemic and didn't get to see him very often. But uh, Mikey Kearns uh, recently just passed away, Shaw, and... uh, I didn't know if you wanted to share some of your favorite memories or talk a little bit about your experiences. Sure. His Mike. impact. His impact. Yeah, I had the pleasure of working with Mike uh, starting back in 1995 when uh, Midwest Family Broadcasting purchased WKTY and what at the time was WSPL, now 95.7 The Rock. And I had the pleasure of managing Mike for many of those years. And, you know, my, my first thought is um, our hearts are broken, obviously. Um, it's a tremendous loss, not just for those of us who worked with Mike, but for the entire community he was involved in so many different things uh, Oktoberfest uh, for example but the thing I keep coming back to is that Mike in my mind was one of the finest human beings I've, I've ever met he was gracious he was funny he was easy to be around he was self-deprecating we'd call himself balloon belly um, he would introduce his lovely wife as his first wife Dawn um, he was the host of the lead balloon show uh, for decades before he retired at the end of 2016 uh, and uh, you, you know calling games was really Mike's passion, uh, you know, probably more so than hosting a radio show. Uh, a legendary broadcaster, he and his late father, Charlie, remain the only father-son combo of broadcasters to be inducted into the Wisconsin Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Uh, for decades, there was nobody that wasn't named Kearns uh, that was uh, in the WKTY studio starting back in 1943 when the station first went on the air. Uh, Charlie, uh, the, Mike's father, was the host at the time of the morning show. He was the sports director calling countless games throughout the Cooley region. And as he got older, Mikey would tag along and drag some equipment and ultimately replaced his father, uh, who passed away at an early age. And he then became the morning show host and sports director. He called literally thousands of games and was an encyclopedia of local sports information. Mm. Um, Mike was 
quite a good golfer uh, and occasionally tried to give me some tips, few of which were successful through no fault of his own. Uh, I remember we golfed together one day before the Charlie Kearns Memorial Golf Tournament, which funds the WKTY Sportscasters Club Scholarship. We were playing at Drugan's. It was the day before the tournament, and Mike wanted to scout out the course and so forth. And we were on a par three. I don't remember which one. And Kearns teed off and had a beautiful shot, and it went in, a hole-in-one. I had never witnessed one, much less gotten one. I would have been ecstatic. I went over to high-five Mike and he's like, oh, no, not today. I'm like, what do you mean? You just got a hole in one. He said, yeah, but if it would have been tomorrow, I would have won a brand new car because <laughs> that was the hole in that right. prize for a hole in one. And he rarely knew if Mike was, was joking. He had that kind of wry smile. I, I remember when our company first went to direct deposit many years ago and Mike kind of stomped his feet and uh, he wanted to continue to get a paycheck rather than have it go into his bank account and couldn't really figure out why and when we pressed him he finally said it was because he didn't want Don to know how much money he made because he always <laughs> took a couple hundred off the top for gambling and beer um, but as accomplished as Mike was as, as a broadcaster and in, in so many things he really was most proud of his family um, he loved his wife and his two children Don and Patrick and most recently relished the role of playing grandfather to Don's three girls so mm. Our hearts go out to his family for their loss. It was a pleasure to get to know Mike, to work with Mike, but but more importantly, uh, to be his friend. He was just one of those guys that you just enjoyed being around, and we already miss him terribly. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a bummer not having his larger than life personality in the building, right? But subdued, you know what I mean? Not like me, where it's crazy and you hear me coming a mile away. Uh, Mike, just you felt it, you know what I mean? Like you knew when he was around. You're right. I'll, I'll always remember, you know, how generous and 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 welcoming he was when mm-hmm. I first started here because I'm, you know, like I said, I'm just the crazy, you know, Tasmanian devil from New England. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you got this guy who's a legend. His dad's a legend. Mm-hmm. There's posters and awards all over the walls and people talk, you know, about him with reverence. And, and he's still in the building, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, you know, and, I, and, and learned a lot uh, about yep. not just, you know, radio, but also, you know, how to how to be a human being here. Uh, in lacrosse, and uh, he was a great influence. His Thanksgiving uh, food spread legendary, legendary. Mm-hmm. It's a tradition that I uh, I miss. Um, nobody, we tried to do it after after he retired, but it just wasn't the no, same. No. He'd get all his cronies, you know, from uh, Scott from Culligan and, and, and uh, you know, Affordable Phil. And, Rose uh, and Wettstein. Yeah, and all those guys coming Krat, in and hobnobbing Krat, and drinking beers. Clemens, and Boyer, talking. all those guys. And his three-and-a-half-minute live ad reads were great. It gave me a lot of hope for my career. <laughs> <laughs> he really played by the rules. He's, he played by his own rules. Which I love. You know yep. what I mean? That's a guy I can get behind. And I'll never, I will never see another person come back from a week in Arizona playing golf tanner than Mike. Right. That dude's leg. Oh, were just brown as could be. Mm-hmm. You cannot imagine the chocolatey brownness. Do you that remember? His, I mean, it was you'd put his your leg up against him, and he just and it was just laughable. It was like unbelievable how tan he. Do you got. remember the year he went to Arizona and we had the paint samples that were yes, different that brown was, colors, and you everybody. Oh, that's right. Pick which Guess what shade my currents will be yes. when he gets back? Yeah, yeah that was. And I'm not trying to be an egotist here, but that was kind of my idea. I went to the boss yeah. and like we got to get you paint samples that. and we'll put them on your board and we'll take bets. That was great. You know uh, when Big Daddy know it all office yeah. was still down here in the in the bullpen well, and, his uh, induction ceremony Shaw, to the hall of fame was something is that, too can that be found yeah uh, on it, the uh, by the way I, I know it exists on the wisconsin broadcasters association site his actual induction speech into the wba hall of fame he and his father inducted together as i mentioned the only father-son combo in the state to be so honored um and it was a great speech he started it off with a joke he started he wanted more money because he just had this big accomplishment getting into the wba <laughs> and, um it was it was a fun time and one of the things 
things, too, I keep coming back to. A, Mike was one of the more humble people I've met, which isn't all that common in this industry necessarily. No, 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 no. He scoffed at, you know, recognition and awards. And, you know, when he retired, he didn't want a retirement party. And we didn't have one for him because right. that was his wish. But Mike also knew so many people. Mm. That, and I was introduced to a number of them, and I'm proud to continue to call them friends, all because of, of Mike Kearns. You know, he, he really just was one of those guys that was super easy to be around, and he just enjoyed uh, being in his presence. Mike Kearns passing away earlier this week, and as Shaw mentioned, uh, echoing his sentiments, we you know our hearts and thoughts are with his family, uh, and uh, we'll miss him him greatly. Let's put on a show. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness podcast. But let's be honest, Shaw's the real star of the show. I'm sticking up the butt. Favorite kind of wine. As in color or as in just, flavor? If I had to say favorite kind of wine, just answer the Cabernet. question. Cabernet, there you go. No big surprise, you're in the majority there. Cabernet, the most popular type of wine in 43 states. Almost all the states. You want to take a stab at number two? Chardonnay. Nope. It's not mine, but I, no, really. Merlot. Nope. There's all kinds of other wines. <laughs> I knew you were going to do Peanut that. Noir. <laughs> Peanut Noir. Peanut Noir. Peanut Noir is uh, first in... Oregon, Wyoming, Alabama, Kentucky. Mm, that makes sense. And then Rosé. For Oregon. Uh, number one in Maine, Maryland, and Utah. Ten states that drink the most wine. California. Oh. Oregon. Oh. Oh, geez. Those make the wine. That's why I thought that. No. Uh, well, yeah, obviously in California they make the wine, but uh-huh. they're, not, they're not drinking it. I'm supposed to spit it out. But no way, Jose. Am I spitting this stuff out? It tastes like fruit. They're making it, but they're not drinking it, huh? By the way, national average uh, for wine drinking is uh, just under 14 bottles of wine a year. A year, Gene. Yeah, I don't got much to say about that. <laughs> what are the states then? Uh, first place, Idaho. Just under 38 bottles really? a year per person. 38 bottles a year per person. So one every week huh. and a half, I guess, around there. About 190 glasses of wine, three to four glasses a week. Ten states that drink the most wine per capita. Okay. Idaho, followed by New Hampshire, huh. then Vermont, Delaware, Massachusetts. A lot of Northeast uh, yeah. wine drinking going on there. Then you finally get to California, wine country. Sweet berry wine. <laughs> Connecticut. Nevada, Rhode Island, Hawaii, rounding out the top 10. West Virginia drinks the least amount of wine at just 3.6 bottles a year. Why even bother, right? That's, yeah. You think Utah would be up there? They are. They're in the top five or the bottom five, I should say, but they're not the the least. Uh, Kansas, Mississippi, Utah, and Oklahoma. I am not drinking any f***ing Merlot. Yeah. Those are the uh, states that drink the least amount of wine. Wisconsin, by the way, 25th. Minnesota, 23rd. And Mm. Iowa, 42nd. When it comes to uh, states that drink the most wine. So Minnesota and Wisconsin right there in the middle and Iowa sort of down towards the bottom there. That's our zero. That's our for your your wine. 14 bottles a year, Gene. What do you got to say about that? That's like a... a, Seems low. It's like a month for you, isn't it? Seems just... It just seems low. Tad bit low? Just a little low. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. You're killing me, Shaws. Each and every Wednesday, just after 8, somebody has a chance to win my morning show money just by 
playing your killing me, Shaw, is courtesy of GECU. Jean thinks you're going to get it, Shaw. Ooh. She has faith in you. She had faith last week, too. How'd that work out? Not so well. Only $10 of my morning show money up for grabs. 608-784-0957. Who's this? Joe. Joe, are you familiar with how this game is played? Uh, no, not really. All right, Joe, here's the deal. We're going to play a movie quote for Scott Robert Shaw. If he guesses it correctly and you guess that he's going to guess it correctly, you win $10 of my morning show money. If you don't guess correctly, then we add another 10 bucks for next Wednesday. So do you think he's going to know the movie quote or not? Do I get to know the movie quote? You don't get to know it, no. I'm going to say he's not going to know it. Ooh. Even though he's a first-time player, Shaw. He's picking up quickly. He knows how this game works. Mm -hmm. No is generally the safe bet. This week, however, I don't think Joe picked correctly. I think you're going to know this one, Shaw. Listen closely to this movie quote. You put snot on the ball? I haven't got an arm like yours. I got to put anything on it I can find. Someday you will, too. Would you like to hear that again? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. If you don't, I, there's going to be kicking involved if you don't get this one. Okay. Like kicking you put with snot on the ball? I haven't got an arm like yours. I got to put anything on it I can find. Someday you will, too. You put snot <laughs> on the ball? Mm-hmm. For all the tea in China, Shaw, please tell me you know this one. Uh, okay. Uh, that is... Unless you want to hear it again. No, I think I got it. Okay, all right. I'm pretty sure uh, it's got to be Major League. (laughs) Charlie Sheen, you put snot on the ball. Crisco, Bardol, (laughs) Vegasil. Any one of them give another two, three inches drop on your curveball. (laughs) But the umps are watching me close. Put a little jalapeno in my nose and... (laughs) You put snot on the ball. 1989, April 7th. Oh, Major League in theaters. One of my all-time favorite movies. Classic. Top five baseball movies of all time. It's not number one, but it is in my top five of baseball movies, Shaw. Mm-hmm. It's a great one, and I plan on watching that today. Sometime either before or after the Red Sox game, which is going to be on YouTube today. One of those oh, YouTube. Sure. I think the Brewers have one this season, don't they? They haven't years past. I don't know okay. about this year. Where you can only watch it yeah, on YouTube. It's like a couple of dates a year where they do yeah. it that way. Well, uh, 10 bucks of my morning show money getting doubled for next week. Sorry, Joe. Uh, you didn't think Shaw was going to know that one, and I, I kind of knew he would. I kind of knew it, Shaw. Major League. I mean, if you had to pick one line from the movie Major League, that probably wouldn't be the first one that comes to mind. Hats. But <laughs> bats. Keep bats warm. Gracias. There you go. California Penal. <laughs> I look like a banker in this. I mean, I could go for days. Through his father in a father-son game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously there's a lot of good Harry Doyle yeah. stuff in there that you would recognize, Bob Euchre. I figured I'd, I'd go a little Make bit it a little more, tougher, yeah. A little tougher for you, but I, I figured you had to know that one. Come on. What league you've been pitching in? California Penal. <laughs> ah. I know him quite well, but he no hit curveball. You trying to say Jesus Christ can't, <laughs> can't hit, hit a curveball? Better <laughs> not leave that rum out here with all these guys. It's very bad to drink Joe Boo's rum. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. New survey says that 86% of Americans say they have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep at least once a week, Shaw. I definitely am in that uh, 
category, I'd mm-hmm. say uh, several times a week. I've got a number of factors. Uh, I have psoriasis really bad. And obviously in the wintertime when it's dry and my skin is more cracked and, and flaky and, uh-huh. and itchy and burns and it just makes it very difficult sure. to sleep. You know, got to get in a hot tub and then lotion up before you get in bed and hope for the best. Um, stress obviously plays a part in trying to fall asleep. And uh, yesterday, actually this week, this entire week, temperature of the room has been the number one problem. Because, mm. you know, you don't want to turn your AC on. Even though it's in the mid-70s in your house and you're sweltering and it's night and you're trying to go to bed and you're you're sweating. But it, I had to yesterday, Shaw. You did it, huh? Yeah, I had to. It got into the mid-70s. Two nights ago when it was warm in the house, I slept in the basement where it's much colder. Uh, but last night I wanted to sleep in, in, in a... You know, in our bed in the master bedroom, and uh, so I turned the AC on, and it got down in, uh, into the mid sixties. Uh, so it was much more comfortable upstairs. But... I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're the first person in our area to turn on their air conditioning for this. No, season. I saw I posted on Facebook uh, that I had turned it on, and I saw several other people say they had turned really? theirs on already. Huh. I held off. I I said, you know what? I because I hadn't even taken the cover off of the air conditioning unit outside. By the way, big thanks to Paul's Heating and Air Conditioning for helping me out last year and getting that thing situated because <laughs> it turned on and it cranked right up and that sucker was running. Nice. It was great. Uh, but no, stress about money uh, is the number one thing. Really? Money? That keeps people up at night. Yeah. I don't think about that. I suppose, though. I mean, if you're, you know, without a job or if you've got a lot of bills, if, you know, the, the taxes, uh, you know, you didn't get as much money back as you thought you were going to get or, you know, maybe you had an issue with your vehicle. You know, every time your car breaks down, it's $1,000, Shaw. Right. Minimum. Uh, Stress about the pandemic, I would say that's gone. I don't have any stress about it anymore. I know we live kind of in this bubble here where the numbers are, are trending in the right way and more people are getting vaccinated and it feels, you know, pretty good. Plus the weather's turning around. So, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm over the pandemic. I, mentally, I'm just checked out of it. I've, I think I've more than enough. anything, if I'm awakened at night, I'm, I find myself thinking about work. Uh, job stress comes in at number four, Shaw. Mm-hmm. Number four. Uh, number three was stress about family or relationships. Again, that's a pretty important thing. So if you're going through a rough time, you know, whether it's, you know, maybe a sick mom or dad or whatever, uh, and you got to deal with that job stress at number four, this one is number one for me, temperature of the room. If it's mm-hmm. not the right temp, I'm not sleeping. <laughs> doesn't matter where I am. doesn't matter, you know, what bed I'm in or how many melatonins I take. If it ain't right in there, I'm not sleeping. Uncomfortable bed, number six. Obviously, if you go to a hotel or you're staying at grandma's house yeah, and right. she's got the pull-out, that, the pull-out Ooh, couch. That bar in the back. Too much noise. I don't know. I've got, we have ambient noise. You run a fan? No, I don't. Not typically. Oh, man. I got to have a fan running. We have a fan. We have a vacation fan that we take with us when we go, uh, you know, on trips, Shaw, just in case. Because you try to. that white noise? Well, you download the apps and they just don't sound right. Uh, So we have an actual small fan that we bring with us just in case. And that's enough to get us to fall asleep. Kids, number eight on the list of things (laughs) that keep us awake or help us uh, or keep us from falling asleep. Pets, number nine. Uh, the dog, Maggie, that sleeps on the floor on her own bed, she m- gets up and kind of circles every once yeah, in a while. and Makes noise. Uh, it's so frustrating. And then number 10 on the list of the uh, 10 things that keep us up at night are uh, too much light in the room. Mm. Which, yeah, if you especially if you work weird hours like me where you get up when it's dark and you try to go to bed and it's light, mm-hmm. uh, it can be a little bit frustrating. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Ah! Jam even flow on 95.7 The Rock. It is the morning sickness with Brian, Gene, and Shaw in the newsroom, and that was for the guy or gal, whoever it is that doesn't like Pearl Jam. Who doesn't like Pearl Jam? Well, someone doesn't. They texted in and said, how about something other than Pearl Jam radio? 
and I look back on the log because we have the ability to see every time we play Pearl Jam. And the last time that we played Pearl Jam was at 3.22 a.m. this morning. That's been a bit. Been four hours and some change. So I played some Pearl Jam for him, and I think I might play some more Pearl Jam. That's like telling McDonald's not to make Big Macs. <laughs> it's like yelling at the sky because it's raining. It's what Dude, we do. that's what we do. If you don't like it, don't listen. That's fine. I get it. You don't like Pearl Jam. Okay, cool. Texted in and said, every time we turn on the radio, it's Pearl Jam or STP. Well, maybe leave the radio on. Don't turn it off and on all the time. <laughs> he said, there's new music out there and it's never played. Yes, we never play new music. Never, ever. Not ever once. Not a single time. Done listening. Bye. See ya. I had Steve text in shortly after and said, I I got a fever and the only cure is more Pearl Jam. <laughs> more Pearl Jam. He says, more, he says, play more Pearl Jam just because... Robin Home Depot says, ha you should play four, a foreplay of Pearl Jam. And Doc said, uh, LMFAO, well played. Again, I get it, dude. You don't like Pearl Jam or STP. But to say we don't play new music is right. blatantly wrong. Okay, maybe we play too much for your liking. That's fine. But again, that's what we've done for 23 years. That's who we are. That's what we are as a radio station. We have 90s at noon. We play 90s tunes because it's a big deal. You don't like it? Don't listen. That's cool. I get it. Have a good day. I don't watch the Kardashians. You know why? Because I don't like the Kardashians. I'm not going to get all mad about it and yell about it. Uh, Doug says, F the anti-Pearl Jam dude. If I could get away with it, I'd play Crazy Mary because that's my favorite Pearl Jam song. Even though it's a cover, it's a, a great one. How about some Spin the Black Circle? Is that more to your liking? What do we do if Pearl Jam comes out with a new song? Are we not allowed to play that? That's new and Pearl Jam. <laughs> What do we do, Sean? It's a conundrum. Oh, we're in a vortex of what do we do? We when in get... doubt, play Pearl Jam. Yeah. I'm sorry that Pearl Jam is just not your jam. Ricky says, that was hilarious. Proposed to the wife right before Pearl Jam in Missoula, and our first dance was Pearl Jam. I'll take way more Pearl Jam. People love some Pearl Jam. I And I get it, dude. Like, I there are bands that we play that I don't like. So you know what happens when I hear them? I just don't listen. Mm-hmm. I listen to other stuff too. There's CDs, there's MP3s, there's iPads, there's iPods, there's YouTube, there's Pandora. There's you got a million options right. now. It's no longer just the radio in my car. Pearl Jam. Okay, cool. Sorry that we do what we do, and that it affects your life so greatly. <laughs> I don't think he's listening. He said he wasn't listening. Okay. Uh, just got a text from Westy. Can I get some Temple of the Dog? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan, Ryan, Gene, Gene, Shaw, Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. It's the weekend. It is the weekend, and here are three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. I know what I'm doing tonight. I know what you're doing tonight, too. I'm waiting for the wife to get home from her uh, second vaccine. And after that, we're coming downtown. We're going to do a little pregame action, probably at the Starlight, have a beverage or two and maybe an appetizer. And then we're coming down here, 201 State Street, to watch our good friends and the Weather Pigs as they perform their live stream show from the Sound Lounge at 201 State Street. That starts at 7 o'clock tonight. The Weathered Pigs, all your 90s favorites. Yep, you guys. 
Bunch and of you can, uh, bunch of people screaming in the background. Yeah, you can uh, watch that uh, online at AroundRiverCity.com. You can also stream it to your television with your Apple TV or Roku device. Just download the Around River City app. And then we got one more live stream show from the Sound Lounge Shaw before things continue to open up and we take a break for the summer. And that'll be Double Take on April 23rd. Details online at AroundRiverCity.com. By the way, you can go to the Morning Sickness page. At 957therock.com or on our app if you want to see these three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. Coming up tomorrow, Saturday, big racing smoker on Alaska American Legion. We'll probably hear about this during Doc's Racing Report. Starts at 2 in the afternoon. It's the Miller Lucy Racing Smoker. 50-50 raffle, silent auction, food, drinks, prizes, more. There's an event page and there's also info online at aroundrivercity.com. And if you're looking for live music in person... You can go to Bottoms Up tomorrow night and check out the Brianna mm. Ray Band. They're playing, Sweet. Uh, I think, starting at 9 p.m. And then on Sunday, just like the last couple of weeks, there's another chicken queue in our area. This time it's out in Trampolo for a big drive through chicken queue at the fire department there. Uh, all the money goes to benefit their first responders. Ten bucks, you get a half a golden plump chicken, potato salad, corn, dinner roll, and a pickle spear. Or if chicken queue isn't your jam, you can get yourself a brat dinner for five bucks at that drive through chicken queue. Details on all these events and many more at AroundRiverCity.com. And if you've got an event coming up and you want to see it online, just submit your event for free at AroundRiverCity.com. It's pretty sweet. Three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. Check it out on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. Not awesome, not great. The best is yet to come. A better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness podcast. Joining us on the phone right now, the mayor-elect... Former employee here at Midwest Family Broadcasting, Mitch Reynolds. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Brian. Thanks. Congratulations, first of all, from us to you. Uh, have you Thank been you. Uh, congratulated as well from your uh, your uh, running uh, uh, the other candidate? Did she call you yet and, and wish you well? Or yeah, she did right away. Oh, yeah, that was uh, that was Tuesday night. Actually, I missed the call, so I had to call her back. Uh, but uh, yeah, she called right away. So yeah. when do you take, when does this happen? The 20th, right? 20th? The 20th, yeah. 20th, uh, 415 or something like that. Is there an official ceremony or some garbage like that with a ribbon? As in 420? Yeah, 420. Yeah, 420 is when I get sworn in, yes. 420 at 415 <laughs> as opposed to 420? Why wouldn't we got, you do it Make it 420. It's got to be 420 think, and 420, think, dude. Stall or yeah, something. We'll, we'll probably, we're probably going to push it to 420. Yeah, yeah I'll probably just smart. not delay it. Smart. Make think, a couple comments. You yeah. think Cabot actually understands the references the 420 there? 420 and 420. That'll be good. He, doesn't, he seems be, a little stiff. He doesn't. I don't that'll think be he a gets good, it. gentle transition into your mayorship. I'd be perfect. It would yeah. be perfect for me. Uh, I, I think that uh, Mayor Cabot is is not probably not as stiff as you as you think he is. Right. Right. Yeah. So sure. what what's sure. what's what's Eight agenda? Years, I haven't figured it out. What's agenda number one? <laughs> what's that, Gene? What's ge- agenda number one? What's happening first? What do we do first? Four twenty one. What are you doing? Uh, well, I hopefully I'll figure out where exactly the office. Is. There you go. That's a good start. Yeah. No, I, I no. There's actually there's a tremendous number of things that I'm already we're all, I'm already getting up to speed on. I've been in meetings for since Wednesday, since yesterday. Well, no, say Friday. So since Wednesday, I've been in meetings, and that'll continue through the next week. Just getting up to speed with where the city is on specific things. Um, but you know, one of the key issues that we're dealing with is just the tremendous loss of funding for 2021 and then figuring out how we can use the federal stimulus dollars to help 
deal with that and then also address some other infrastructure issues. So there's, there's, that's, a, that's a huge part of, you know, first day agenda is trying to get to the bottom of that. And honestly, there's just still, in City Hall right now, there's still a lot more questions than answers. Yeah, well, obviously, as a guy who's, you've never been on any kind of council or board or, or served in government no, at all. So no. this is, you're a rookie, so you really got to get, uh, you're, you got to jump in full, full force here. Yeah, I don't even know. How, I, I don't even know how to run a meeting. I mean, like, hey, uh, you know, I'm gonna, you know, hammer the gavel, hope for the best. I don't think the mayor uh, gets a gavel. Ah, uh, so maybe try a drumstick or something, or maybe like. Uh, I'll bring a drumstick. Sure. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, if about let's say 75 percent of people in the county that are registered didn't vote, how do you, how do you reach those people? Do you care about those people? Are you just serving the people that voted of for you? you? Care about? Them. I mean, but seriously though, I mean, you've got. Well, you what, what is the reason for their, them not voting? Do they care? Do they think you don't care? Not you personally, but do they think that the local government doesn't care? Do That's, they think that the mayor doesn't matter? I mean, what's the what's the reasoning here, and what do we do about that? Obviously, we're not going to get them to come out and vote now, but... Uh, I think that's everywhere across the board, though, And when you're talking about local elections. That's not unique to here. That is probably statistically average or maybe even higher. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I, 28% is not exactly a mandate there's no question and you know getting half of that so what do i have 14 percent of the uh of of the eligible voters uh actually voted for me that's that's going that's who's going to be uh being the, the mayor of the city of lacrosse right so yeah no not not a mandate by any means and i really don't know exactly what the disconnect is uh for voters because as i mean you know there's there's so many things that impact your I, life yeah. on a regular daily basis. I, I mean, think you on talk a local level, you have, you have way more impact on a local level than you do on a presidential Huge. level. So. Absolutely. Yeah, but I bet that's statistically the average everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no question. It's weird. So I thought that our our turnout uh, was actually lower than it was eight years ago, the last time there was a contested mayor's race, and it was actually higher. So 28% is actually higher than it was back in 2013. The last time that uh, Cabot, uh, Mayor Cabot ran opposed. So um, so 28% is actually pretty good, believe it or not. Um, so how do you make a brandy old-fashioned? You mud- uh, start with muddling, don't, Mitch. Don't give me answers. Muddle. He chose cheeseburger. You chose right. cheeseburger. So, I got I to gotta make sure you're on point muddle. here, Mr. Mitch. You got to muddle. Do you get, I, it's like, I, I don't have to remember this. I don't know. You put the orange and the, the cherry at the bottom of the glass. Is All there right. sugar, I'm, right? Or, can you yes. use simple so, syrup, though? You simple syrup and then no, muddle it around? No, sugar. No. Sugar. No. Sugar, bitters, cherry, orange, muddle, ice, brandy, and then Sprite. On top, you're if you to want go. it pressed, that's half sweet, half regular. Oh man, yeah. never mind. Never mind. Never the, mind. You can't. You can't make it. You can't make it sweet. All right, food, sweet and, just... food and beverage questions are out for you because you stink at this. You're <laughs> this not, not good. This is not your strong point, Mitch Reynolds. Wow, I don't. I haven't made it old fashioned in a long time. Mayor elect on the phone uh, with us here. Yeah. We got a, a little bit of time left, but uh, Metallica or ACDC? If I had to pick, I'd say Metallica. Okay, there you go. All right, now you're back on board. You're back on the ship. All right, I'm letting you back on. Okay. I'm let, well, and you got Anna with you, so I'm letting you back on with her. She's definitely on the ship. You're welcome back on the ship. Paddleboard or kayak? Kayak. Okay. Mitch, uh, organizational structure at City Hall. Uh, Cabot yeah. uh, kind of uh, did some stuff and consolidated some things, which was supposed to help uh, alleviate you know, uh, you know, some of the budget problems. 
which ended up not being the case because now we're paying more for outsourcing those jobs. What, are, are you aware of this stuff? Are you going to do anything about it? Well, this um, is big questions. I'm sorry, Mitch. Go back to the brandy old-fashioned. <laughs> Brian, uh, to be honest, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't have a complete picture of finances just yet, and that's actually part of what I'm doing next week okay. is really getting a full understanding. So, I, so when you say the outsourcing has cost us more, I frankly I don't know that for certain. All right. uh, so I'll have to take a look at that uh, to see exactly what the cost implications are of consolidating departments and all that i you know there's always transition and there's always people coming in and out of city hall we do have a tremendous number of vacancies that we just haven't been able to fill because of what has happened in the last year uh there are going to be more vacancies as there always are uh we're just certainly we'll have to take a look at that and see i i, I just need to see where we're at and, yeah. and then start having that conversation about the next year. Obviously, as a concerned taxpayer here, and my taxes went up quite a bit uh, after the city did their random reassessment recently. Uh, these are things I'm going to pay more attention to, and I have inside Aren't sources Aren't you Shelby now, taxes? So. No, I'm not in Shelby. Trust oh. me, I tried to move oh, to Shelby. Okay. I wanted to get out from underneath. Is there going to be a mayoral dog? Oh, my gosh. Is there going to be a mayoral dog? Can we have a dog in the mayor's office? Is that a yeah, thing we can yeah. have? We gotta... Oh, yeah. I mean, I could bring my... So I have two little dogs, uh, um, and I could actually... I could bring one of them. I yeah. I could bring them both. Do that. Do a photo shoot. Them. It's the mayor and the dog yeah, in the yeah, mayor's yeah. office. Just don't let him bite anybody like Biden's yeah, dogs. Yeah, don't let well, I, I do have a... I do have a biter. Yeah, right. I don't got bring, that bring that one. one. Bring the, <laughs> don't bring that one. Okay. All right. All right. Midge, real quick, uh, Mayor-elect <laughs> Mitch Reynolds on the phone with us here on 95.7 The Rock. One last question, not really even a question, but I'm sure you heard uh, about the passing of Mike Kearns, legend yes. uh, in our industry, in our building, in our community, and I just wanted to give you a brief moment in case you wanted to maybe say something uh, about your time working with Mike uh, here in, in, in the building or about what you know about Mike as a human being. Yeah, you know, I think that there's been so much said, and, and I just have to echo about what, what, how easily he could make you smile, and it was just any little quirky thing that he could make, he could brighten your day just with a small, the smallest comment, and it was such a wonderful thing to to be able to work with him for the time that I did. One of my just recently, uh, just uh, probably back in December or January, Mike reached out to me and and uh, asked me about. Uh, signing nomination papers and then asked me why the hell would you want to be mayor <laughs> um and it just made me laugh for the rest of the day because i was just thinking of him sitting down at home thinking oh my gosh this guy's an idiot what is he doing <laughs> well i'm sure a moment of levity with uh, mike kearns was yeah. always a necessity after walking out of the that wisdom was... studio in the afternoons yeah, absolutely no yeah he he was uh he was amazing and always had a he always had a really good firm grasp of what was important in life you know and and really didn't take didn't take anything too terribly seriously, which is what I really enjoyed about him the most. Well, Mitch, thank you so much for taking a few minutes of your time to talk to us this morning. Don't worry, I will be in touch about further questions. A lot of questions <laughs> about bike lanes and bump Mitch, outs and the wasted I money down at City Hall. Will not. Okay. I'll be using okay. my okay. inside sources. Okay. I have your phone number now, and uh, you can expect a lot of tagging on Facebook when I'm unhappy about <laughs> certain things. Okay, buddy. Please do. All right. Thanks so much. I appreciate the time this morning. Missed it? Download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. At 957therock.com and the 957therock app.